You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. It's the same way I feel when, like, I have to run outside for something real fast, and I've hit that age where, like, I'll run outside in my underwear and don't care. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> like, I totally <laughs> sat on my front porch in my uh, my sweatpants, and uh, people were walking by, neighbors. In my sweatpants. I'm talking about, dude, I'm wearing my, like, boxer briefs, <laughs> and I'm just, like, going outside. I might have a whole part of my balls hanging out. Like, I, I just, now, is this front yard? Yeah, front yard. Oh okay, God. so I'll do it in the backyard. I'll I'll pee in my backyard. Do you pee in your backyard? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh man, Sarah's, it's the most Sarah liberating gets feeling. By that, and I tell her, I tell her that same thing. I'm like, it's Sarah, great. you have no idea how how good it feels Freeing. to do that. Yeah, it's natural. I mean, it does scare me this time of year. There's mosquitoes flying outside, so I'm like, get away. <laughs> it's, like, it's like there's, it's like, but there's no bathroom inside, so I could understand all that. Because Luigi will piss out back all the time. I'm like, bro, there are two and a half bathrooms in this house. What the fuck is wrong with you? And there's also two and a half men in that house. Ah, fuck. I didn't say which one you were. Because I don't be pissing outside. Look at the size of this cup. Look at this. That is a... It's a huge-ass cup. Real cute. Extra large, man. Was that like a 64-ounce? 64-ounce. What's in there? What are you drinking? It's a... What you drinking? Uh, I made a I made an Arnold Palmer at the QT. I did <laughs> oh, wow. sweet sweet tea and lemonade. I nice. just threw it together. Yeah, it's not bad. Probably a lot of sugar in it though. Nah, Probably. you're fine. How, how you been, no, by the way? I'm diabetic. Oh, you know, yeah. let's see, let's see uh, oh. where my numbers are. Uh, I'm on these new meds, but for some reason, I can't get my blood sugar underneath 110. And that sucks. Like you're supposed to kind of like normal people ride at about a little over 70. Like that's a, a mm-hmm. natural place for them to be. Yeah, yeah. I'm at two oh five. How right are you now, checking probably. that right Cause, now? Because I got a. Are you part cyborg? Yeah, I got a, a thing. Oh right there. shit! You do. You yeah. have a, a tracker. Yeah, it uh, <laughs> it's gonna expire in in three days, and I'll have to put another and then one. Your head will explode on this. Yeah, okay. um, my head will, <laughs> it's scanners. It's, uh, but yeah, then it, it reads into this. Uh, Dude, this that's app. awesome! Look okay. at that. Wow. That's awesome. What a time Dude, to be alive. You're, you're immunosuppressed. That's awesome. <laughs> no, awesome. you know what I mean. It's, I'm glad that you're able to monitor and uh, therefore yeah. make uh, life choices depending on the information that you have. No, what a time. Yeah, it's it's nice. I finally got to go back and see the uh, see the doctor again because because of COVID. And, well, not just because COVID. He mm-hmm. opened a new practice oh. while this shit was going on. What? And so he, he finally, yeah, he was finally able to open up. His office opened up last month. Uh, and so I was finally able to go see him and, uh, I, I love my doctor so much. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to drive to Melissa <laughs> to go see him. I don't even know and where that is. Melissa's North of McKinney. Oh, shit. right by a little right by Anna. There's something yeah. North of Before McKinney. The dentist, <laughs> yes. It's Canada. <laughs> yeah, it's north, it's north of McKinney, but before you get to Anna, South Oklahoma, yeah. before you get to, uh, before you get to Van Austin, the casinos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the casino. And Sherman. And Sherman. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, no, so I, I went to see him, and he got me on some new medications and stuff. Um, but, well, yeah, partially good. He had put me on a new cholesterol medication, mm-hmm. and so I started t- taking that, but I was like, well, I still have some of this old cholesterol medication, so maybe I should still be taking that at night, too. Um, 
So after like two days of doing that, doubling up, Mm -hmm. so what I didn't know is that cholesterol medication not only lowers your cholesterol, it lowers serotonin. (laughs) So Ah. like it started getting me really angry. Like uh, I was getting moody. angry and, and moody and like lashing out at the kid. And I would, the thing is like, I was objective enough that I could look at my behavior and I would tell Sarah, I'm like, I don't know why I'm so angry right now. Like That's good. it has to be the medication. Like, good. I don't know why I'm like this. Uh, and so like a day after that, when I realized I was getting angry, I woke up two nights in a row. Like I woke up and I had like the worst heartburn. Like it just felt really bad. Oof. And then like this, this terrible indigestion. And then like one, one morning I had some cereal and I could feel it from my mouth all the way down. Like I felt it go down <laughs> the esophagus and I was like, what is going on? And so, you know, I hit WebMD to see what oh, I was dying never from. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it was like, well, everything points to you having a, you've got Barrett's esophagus. That's a condition. Barrett's esophagus is when the lining of your esophagus uh, basically goes away and is replaced by the same lining that your intestines have. Uh, And that the thing is like when that happens, the constrictive motion starts to go away and you need help. Like you'd have to get medical help to break down the foods in your system, which eventually within any people who are diagnosed with Barrett's esophagus apparently have 10 years to live after the diagnosis. Jesus. And so I was freaking the fuck out. Are you saying Barrett, like like the name Barrett? No. Yeah. The name Barrett, like Final Fantasy VII. There you go. It's never good. uh, First of all, like to have a disease that's named after somebody that always means it's like (laughs) super rare and maybe kind of recent in human history. (laughs) Uh, Luke Luke Gehrig's disease. Exactly. Yeah. Tommy John. Yeah. Tommy John. That's right. (laughs) What is that? Love their clothes. You don't know what Tommy John is? No. Isn't that 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 food line or that that clothing no, line? Oh man, that, that's like Tom- Big Johnson, yeah, Tommy man, John, that's Tommy Hilfiger. You're thinking of <laughs> Tommy Bahama? No, Tommy John. <laughs> Tommy John is what happen is what happens with your elbow when you. Th- it's it's a pitcher's. Uh, oh, but it's named elbow. after a guy named Tommy John. Yeah, Tommy John, a baseball player. There you yeah. Go. Oh wow! It's like Lou Gehrig. Well, look at that. Yep. Yep. You learn something new every day. No. Uh, no, no so so you so think I you have this Barrett's I, disease? I, 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 well, no, because I, I was like, all right, either I have this or it's something that's happened because of what I've been doing with the medications. Mm-hmm. And so immediately my mind went to, maybe I shouldn't be doubling up on this cholesterol medication. Oh, so yeah. I stopped doing it. And within, within a couple of days, like I start, I feel normal again. Really? And it's like, okay, so now I know <laughs> it's not worth finishing off the bottle of medication to double up on cholesterol meds. <laughs> Is that what you were doing? You were double dosing? <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, I mean, it makes sense, right? If one's good well, because, for you, two is twice bro, as good. They, well, they told me. They're like, we got your blood work back. Your cholesterol is so bad, oh, we no. couldn't even get a, a triglyceride count. Oh, no. It was so, it was so bad. Oh, <laughs> and I was me, like, oh, that's not good. Got that same uh, thing. Yeah, and so they told me, they're like, we need you to get on these meds. Uh, then then they, they contact me again. They're like, uh, yeah, your testosterone is real low, too. Oh, and, uh, bad combination. Uh, we got to check your prolactin and your estrogen. And I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> and so I was like, what the fuck is prolactin? So yeah. I did a Google search. Oh, no. Prolactin, mm-hmm. <laughs> prolactin is an enzyme that's produced by your pituitary gland that apparently makes you grow breasts. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and makes you lactate. lactate. Yeah. Uh, oh. And men have this enzyme. I heard this. But it's usually kept in check. 
And so they're like, yeah, we need to do a recount of that. So I had my blood done again this week and uh, I just got the prolactin results and those are, those are normal. Okay. Thank God. Oof, thank God. Yeah. But I told, I told Sarah, I'm like, well, they must not have been normal for a while. Cause I got me some, I got kind of some man yeah, titties. Yeah. Man. Oh, man. Will Jim Carrey perhaps be suckling on your teeth? Ah. Look, man, no, no, no. We're not going to segue yet. I'm not ready. <laughs> I don't know. Just setting up. Just uh, it. it will be talked Poor about. Joel. Oh yes, Poor that was Joel a good one. That was a good discussion. one. He's like, "How the fuck am I going to make this tie back in?" Ten minutes in. <laughs> hey, Joe, you're from Rochester, right? Well, so is Robert Forster, and he's in- <laughs> so. What's new with you guys? What have you been up to? Uh, well, I've actually been watching movies that we can talk about on this oh. movie podcast uh, if we want oh, to. Nice. But, uh, yeah, no, just been uh, been working away um, and trying to squeeze in some entertainment. Saw uh-huh. uh, again, still on our Wes Anderson kick, trying to go through his entire uh, Jesus, catalog. Man, you haven't finished his movies yet. Getting near the mm-hmm. end, we did Rushmore a couple of weeks ago. Still as disappointing as one. I remember it. Uh, oh no! Yeah, I don't know. I I was I thought this second time around. I would like, oh, okay, I'll appreciate it on a different level now. It's been 20 years or so, and uh, maybe maybe I, I missed something the first time. And it uh-huh. just doesn't gel with me. It doesn't feel like a Wes Anderson film as we would know it today. Mm-hmm. I like Bill Murray, but uh, I think Bill Murray is better utilized in other uh, Wes Anderson movies. Much like uh, the one that we just saw, Isle of Dogs, his uh, second animated uh, venture. Better than uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, as I remember it. I, 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 I've always said that I think he works really well in that medium. Like, mm-hmm. his stories like are made for animation. The way he shoots things in real life, he's almost kind of making illustrations of, uh, of his subjects anyway. So it's a nice uh, merging of the two mediums. Really funny, really good, a lot of good voice acting, Bill Murray, amongst uh, his usual crew. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I uh, recommend Isle of Dogs if you're a Wes wow. Anderson fan. There you go. What about you, Tess? That out. Uh, well, you know, I've been watching a lot of this and a lot of that, TV. But oh, a bunch of, <laughs> a lot of a this bunch and of a lot of that. A bunch of TV. Uh, season two of uh of In the Dark came back, so uh-huh. I was watching that. I don't even know CW. what that is. It it's this CW show about this uh about this girl who's blind and like her best friend killed, and she's uh searching to find who kills him. That's what the whole first season's about. Oh. It's actually really good. It's like Veronica like Mars. Yeah, yeah but Mars I, did, good. That's good I didn't know she was blind for like the first like two episodes. Oh, it was like the Book of um, Eli. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh my God. I'm, probably, I'm also probably just dumb. But I was watching that, but also what I, what I watched uh, the other night, that was a blast from the past uh, because uh, Luigi hadn't seen it, was the butterfly effect. Oh, shit. Oh, oh the, can we do that on this podcast? Yeah, I, oh, I definitely, gosh. I definitely want to do that. One. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't like the butterfly effect, like the one with Ashton Kutcher. I'm not talking about any of the other ones. No, I know, I know. First. Ashton Kutcher has a a, a glowing uh, record here on this podcast. Man, I'm just, that's his <laughs> that that's his best film ever, probably. That doesn't mean it's good. Either, either that or do where's my car? Oh yeah, <laughs> potentially. Also coming soon to an episode of the editing bay. Yeah, no, I, I feel like now I have to, I have to ask about the butterfly effect. Did you see the director's cut with the uh, the different ending, the alternate ending? The one where he um where he killed where he like goes back and kills himself in the womb because like 
Like it strangles, strangles himself what with is the, uh, his own yeah. umbilical cord. Yeah, yeah, that's an in, that's one of the alternate Indians. See, that's the thing because I saw this as I saw it as a kid, and I and I saw it with my brothers, and I remember it, it freaking me out. Like, oh my god, this is pretty fucking. It's wild. dark, it's man. Being yeah. a dope story, and I haven't seen it like since. And I was like, oh hell yeah, I'll watch this again. I didn't even, I didn't finish it. Like we didn't finish no, it. No. It was so late when we started watching it. So that's why I would love to watch it for the podcast and get into it, especially seeing how apparently Joe doesn't like it. Seems like he's talking shit over. I don't really like it. I am. What don't you like about the butterfly effect, man? It was a crazy, twisting story. Man, well, (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about it, but I kind of want to save it and do it in one episode. So, uh, yeah, we will listen to our um, butterfly effect episode coming up soon. Yeah, soon. Anything else? Uh, Joe, you see something? What have I watched? What have I? What have I seen lately? other than this movie, I don't think I've watched anything new. Uh, I've been playing yeah. the shit out of uh, some Paper Mario, though. Oh, the Origami the King. The, yeah, the new Paper Mario for the Switch. Mm. Man, I am digging that. Yeah? yeah. Did, did you oh, play yeah, it any of the other ones? Super Mario RPG? Uh, no, or? This is actually... I've, well, I played Super Mario RPG. Mm. Um, and I know the Paper Mario games are kind of like the spiritual successors right. to that. Uh, mm. But this is the first Paper Mario game I've actually played. Oh, really? Oh. Interesting. And it's it's super fun. I've man. never played them. Um, I don't really stray outside of the uh, the canon Mario yeah. games, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, especially with you and Jenna, I think you guys play the Mario games for a specific reason, and that's to get your platforming itch scratched. Absolutely. Uh, and that's not mm-hmm. what these are. In fact, they're a lot like, have you ever played, like, the Mario and Luigi titles? Uh, like the Mario and Luigi Man. Superstar Story or Mario and Luigi, like no, um, it all sounds it, new to me. It, it's it's along <laughs> the same lines. It's got RPG. It's got RPG elements, huh. um, but like everything is done as part of like kind of like a a, a duo. Like they owe they have like these duo. weird powers that they can do together. Um, I guess the best way that I would describe it is like the 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 old Super Friends TV show oh, where yeah. you had the Wonder Twins and their powers, like they could activate their powers. That's kind of like what Mario and Luigi do in those. <laughs> oh, games. that's cool. Yeah, uh, but but it's more RPG, just like Paper Mario. It's more yeah, RPG yeah. than anything Can't else. No, it, yeah. it's it, it yeah. seems like it's kind of a niche thing. Try as I may to get into RPGs, I uh, I've yet to find one that's uh, lasted me more than eight hours. That's surprising because you seem like the kind of personality that would dig on an RPG. I love the story. I just I'm not a fan of uh, turn-based combat, and uh, yeah. all the good ones are, or at least the ones I want. Are you to play. a fan of Mortal Kombat? <laughs> <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah. So that's that's all that I've got. Oh, I also saw uh, Zombie Land Two. Oh, what, now what did you think of that? Eh, what? Uh, not nearly. No, as original and uh, funny and creative uh, as the first well, one, really kind of felt a little phoned in. And, and after, after ten years since the first one came out, I was kind of like, "Why, why, why are we doing this then? Why bother?" I um, I, I agree that it wasn't as as funny as the first one. It wasn't as good as the first one, mm-hmm. but I still found it enjoyable. And I loved. Yeah. Did you watch through the credits? Yes. Like that part right there, just the fact that you get like a little prequel to like what happened in the yeah. first movie. Uh-huh. That's that's really fun. But it's a shame that the best part of the movie you have to wait until after the credits to see it. It's at the very end, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but know. You're, um, you're right. Madison it, it was a, of... the, the actress who plays Madison was a real uh, highlight. Like we we left every time. Oh we yeah, that was street. fun. But uh, yeah, yeah, she was gone she for was fun. Film. The reason, and I think the reason why she's one of the best parts is because she doesn't feel like she's a recycled part of the first movie. Yeah, like for for the most part, the movie is kind of a recycled yeah script of the first film. They even yeah. bring in other characters that are the same uh, <laughs> yeah. types 
as <laughs> Woody Harrelson. And did you see it, Tess? Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. I love I, lo- I love the Double Tap. Well, yeah? it's, it well it was it was a good sequel to me, but I feel but I didn't know it was that long between the last one. Yeah, two thousand nine when the first one came out. Oh man, and see, I guess for I mean also because for me, I waited so long to see it like as you did as well yeah so Mm -hmm. when i finally saw it i was just like oh yeah this was good but (laughs) i've already forgotten (laughs) yeah (laughs) i remember certain parts but yeah i definitely remember the first one more yeah i didn't really uh well i mean and the first one is like one of my top five zombie films so oh yeah the first one is strong the first one is strong uh it was telling a, a fresh new take on a story uh it was the the characters were engaging it was before we found out that uh jesse uh eisenberg was a douche um <laughs> so we still kind of enjoyed watching him what what was it i just yesterday like this morning mm-hmm. even i stumbled upon his uh press junket interview with that girl for like now you see me too or oh, whatever no. that movie was being a dick and he was being a complete dick to this i was like oh wow it's so it's so awkward and uncomfortable to watch Oof. um yeah that speaking was the thing, of like... awkward and uncomfortable <laughs> we're the editing bay on the next wave radio network Perfect my name's joe mine's joel it's joel it's this <laughs> and we're here to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes they're bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other. And with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, we invite you to take part in the discussion. Just go to Facebook.com slash Editing Bay or on Facebook, find that search bar, type in the Editing Bay. That's going to bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that. And that's where you could find us, talk to us, let us know about movies you'd like for us to consider watching in the future. We'll get those added to the list. Um this time uh, we are honoring the uh, the passing of no we're not, yeah. <laughs> we're not. finally yeah it's been like two months <laughs> since we haven't been talking I mean, about some dead person pl- plenty of people have died in the past yeah. week yeah we got to catch but, like, up I mean just today Herman Cain passed away oh that's right oh. and then uh, yeah. they had the uh, the funeral service for John Lewis that mm-hmm. uh, that obviously our our president was too busy to to attend oh, yeah. well, or pay his final respects. Except it didn't stop him from tweeting about a pizza joint in Long Island. What? That he uh, yeah oh yeah yeah as the John Lewis services were starting, oh, he tweets out he's like oh yeah you know just just want to let everybody know the best pizza in Long Island is patio pizza and I'm wow. like what and people like it's so funny looking at like. Twitter, like almost you just a sea of people responding with just simply, you know, ethics violation. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. We've learned that there are no there really are no rules. That's no We've rule. been just right. We have been living by the Olive Garden honor system or the macaroni <laughs> grill honor system. Right. And all this time, all this time we just had to not follow the rules. And yeah. there's nothing that anybody could have done. Wish I'd have known. Yeah, right? Nothing matters. Uh, ultimately. <laughs> And now he wants to he wants to um, package it, push back the election. No, oh, I know. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah. I did. What? He, Trump wants to postpone the election. He's suggesting <sighs> that we postpone the election. Everybody immediately is like, oh, "No, no, yeah. that's not happening at all." Oh, we're doing wow. I like that. I like that. Wow. Even Republicans were I like, know, "They're mm, like, we're mm. yeah, your time is up. <laughs> we're tired of dealing with you." <laughs> oh my god! I'm going to try to bring some dignity back, <laughs> just like Justin Timberlake. It's a it's a shame. It's a shame when you're watching the John Lewis services and you see George W. Bush get up and talk, and you're like, you "Now there's an the eloquent days. man. There's an eloquent <laughs> man." I I asked Sarah so this: stately. has has there ever been before such an intellectual drop off 
between presidents like there oh, was I mean, between Obama to Trump. The gulf like, has, couldn't be wider, has there right? Ever been, it's so ridiculous. Because it like, kind of feels like it's been a gradual decline since maybe like Nixon, right? And then uh, yeah, that it's kind are. of been a, there's been some ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. and like you know to go from Bush to Obama was like oh well this yeah. guy's. This guy's eloquent. Like, agree with him or not? There, I didn't agree with everything that yeah, Obama stood for. Either. But at least when he got in front of you and started talking to a crowd, he, he like he made points and he made sense. He was yeah. eloquent. Even exactly. today, he was yeah. he was intelligent. Yes, today his his eulogy yeah, it was, it was, yeah. it was impassioned, mm-hmm. but it was also measured yep. and it was it was intelligent yep. and thoughtful mm-hmm. and it's funny like to go places. from that in funny in places and to go from that and be like and then to like go to Kafefe or whatever this idiot tweets <laughs> out it's like what uh i just <sighs> just just i don't even need obama just give me half of an obama all right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just give me give me halfway there just the ob the Ob or the Bama. Or the Bama. The Ama. Give me Bama. The Ama. But uh but yeah, no, it's 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 frustrating. Yes. But um luckily we have movies to keep us occupied right. and keep us yes. entertained. Like uh this week, Tess's pick. Yeah. Me, oh, myself, yeah. and Irene from two thousand, directed by Peter and Bobby Farrelly, who uh gave us Dumb and Dumber, Kingpin, There's Something About Mary, Outside Providence, The Ringer, and Green Book. Oh um They did the ringer? Yeah. They did the wow. ringer. With, yeah. Uh, that we Johnny Knoxville? listened to the ringer episode. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's my bit. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh <laughs> the budget for this movie, fifty one million dollars. It brought in a hundred and forty nine million. Uh, mm-hmm. And other movies that came out in the year two th- in the year two thousand, <laughs> um, we got the Oscar award winner Gladiator, yes. Bring It On, Castaway, Almost Famous, American Psycho, Requiem for a Dream, Unbreakable, Memento, oh, Traffic, yeah. Remember the Titans, The Perfect mm-hmm. Storm, Snatch, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, yeah. The Emperor's New Groove, X Men, Hollow Man, Coyote Ugly, Road Trip, Dude Where's My Car, Pitch yeah. Black. Way of the Gun, Reindeer Games, Frequency, and Shaft. Oh, yeah. Wow. You know, <laughs> half of those movies we've already done on this podcast. And the other half yes. I want to do on the podcast. I want to do on the podcast. That's, that's a pretty impressive list. 2000's a good year for the editing, bay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this was Tess's pick, man. Yes, so yes explain yourself. Take us, back, take us back through the rabbit hole, Tess, of why you picked this movie. Okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, it started, of course, with Joel. Cool, of the so Truman let's talk Joe about- from a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I knew, you, I knew, you know, I knew there was a reason why you were setting me up for it, you asshole. <laughs> that no, <laughs> but yeah, no, it started all from Joel's pick of the Truman Show a few weeks ago, and I was just like, man, you, Jim Carrey is one of the goats. I don't care what anybody says. At least he's a goat in my eyes. Because What's a goat? I don't some, know that phrase. Greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. Oh, so I like, like because he well, test made it up. So, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> so hip, you know how it is. But, <laughs> but no, because when I look back, when I look back at my life and honestly, a lot of my early movies, I've seen so many of Jim Carrey's movies. Yeah. And a lot. I mean, uh, people my age, but also just people that I know have all seen him as well, too. And I'm talking about from as early as the 90s to even 
mid to mid to late 2000s as yeah. well. And this is definitely one of those movies that I remember watching this movie on VHS. That's how wow. long ago like we had this and watching it with my brothers because my mom's name is Irene. So oh, that was already a thing that that was already the the main thing that drew us to that movie. Aww. But then seeing how funny it was and there being three brothers in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Perfect. I didn't have to be a girl. You know what I'm saying? I got to <laughs> yeah. be one of the boys. Is know? that what it was like uh, in your house growing up, by the way, Tess? You guys sitting around watching Richard Pryor? Oh, well, basically. <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was actually more Dave Chappelle than like, yeah. uh, Chris Rock. Today's Richard yeah. Pryor. He's and a Bernie funny Mac. motherfucker. <laughs> He's a well. <laughs> I love them, so, man. They're like the so, highlight of this movie. So before I ask Tess this question, mm. first I want to ask Joel because Joel had never seen this movie before. Oh, this is fun. What what are your general thoughts about this one? Oh, my general thoughts. Oh, I mean, you know, it's it's like all the other Fairly Brother kind of garbage. It's, just, it's like it's funny in parts. It's like uh, it's, uh, some parts will make you laugh. Some parts will make you cringe. It's kind of juvenile. It's also kind of like why, why are yep. these guys like working their their uh, shit out on screen in these weird comedies? There's always some like weird underlying themes that always make me uncomfortable in their films. Uh, yeah. And like, like a chicken shoved up a guy's head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something like that, you know, from the minds of, and then, and then just lingering on that shot for like 10 minutes. And yeah. Like... Yeah. It's a perfect example of like, kind of what I'm talking about. So it, it's not really my cup of tea. Uh, I, I'm never one. I, I was never one of these people that was like, um, Oh, the Fairly brothers are like, you know, unsung geniuses. Like, you know, something about Mary was like the best film. I like King Ben. I like a handful of their films. Uh, sometimes they they I don't know, connect with me. Uh, this mm-hmm. one this one just didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said the word cringe earlier. Oh yeah. And I wanted to come back to that because that was appropriate for me <laughs> coming back <laughs> to this movie. Uh, also because I went back and listened to last week's episode and we're mm-hmm. talking about uh, we were talking about this movie, uh, me myself and Irene, and Tess and I both talking about it. I'm like, oh. Joel, I adore this movie. You gotta watch <laughs> yeah, it. I know. I know. Really it's so on great. It. I, I adore it. It's, I use the word "adore" for God's sake. <laughs> you did. You did. And I went back and watched this movie, and yeah. do you adore I can't, it? I can't tell you how disappointed I was. <laughs> oh, no. I was so disappointed. Like, look, there are still funny parts to this movie. Oh, definitely. But yeah. The I problem. Agree. The problem is. The funny parts are so clearly disconnected from what <laughs> makes or breaks the film. It's like they live in their own little realm, yes. and then there's this movie. And and obviously, I've matured since I've watched this movie the yeah. first time. Because I came back to it, and immediately I'm struck with the narration. The narration is so oh, weak. Yeah. And, it, and it screams of... We had a certain movie planned, and that didn't work out, so we really had to cut it up. Like, we had to really chop this movie to the point where, like, we couldn't make things pay- make any sense. So we <laughs> needed to bring somebody in to narrate what was going on with the story. And mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know why it didn't bother me that much when I was younger, but watching it yeah. now and watching, like, scenes play out but not hearing the dialogue, I'm just thinking, like, wow, this must have been, like, real shit for them to have to bring in <laughs> this narrator. Like, I I don't know. Like, there, had you done that, like with the live the the new Dukes of Hazard movie with Johnny Knoxville? Yeah, right. It's like okay, the narrator was part Makes of sense. the charm of the Dukes of Hazard, mm. but like modern film, very unless it's film noir, like yeah, you right. very rarely have like a narrator for a film, uh, and it's not like 
we we really go back like it, i know we go back and we see charlie as a young man and then it leads up to him and his kids like his kids grow up and like it would be fine if like if it was a character from the movie kind of narrating right. the life of charlie yeah. but it's someone we never even meet <laughs> it's so it's so clearly like a bad post production job uh yeah, and, and so and whose voice is that too because he sounds familiar yet at yeah. the same time doesn't fit in so yeah, I, I'm, I kept know. waiting for like the, uh, the the comedy to come from. Okay, obviously they've got some narration. They've got this guy's voice who doesn't really seem like your typical narrator voice uh-huh. in a non typical film. So I'm I'm kind of waiting to see how it jived, and it never did. Right, right. Uh, like if if anything, maybe maybe have like the narrator voice be Jim Carrey doing a voice. Like maybe there's, that would we have been find clever. out at the end, he has a third personality and it's the person that's narrating the I story. I actually had that thought. I was like, mm. oh, they're going to tie it in somewhere, but nope, <laughs> never, never. No, did. not at all. Um, did you know that Jim Carrey and Renee Zellweger were actually romantically in- involved? I had no idea. And in fact, I had the opposite thought watching this. So like, well, they have, they have kind of zero, zero chemistry. chemistry. <laughs> yes. Not not even a little chemistry. But I think that's more from her side. Like, she kind of bugged yeah. me in this movie in a way that she hasn't in other films. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's the written character. I think a lot of it is the written character and her yeah. having to play that. She's also, like, whispering a lot, too. I feel like mm-hmm. everything was kind of whispered. Like, you're, yeah. uh, Hayden Panettieri. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so all that to say that coming back to this movie, I was definitely disappointed. Tess, what did you think? Oh man, I was blown away by how amazing! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I know. I feel so, bad. We talking I'm, shit about your one of your no, favorite hey, Jim Carrey movies. Hey, go for it! I don't care. It doesn't change my opinion. I was, <laughs> I was, I was telling Joel, I was like, yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm just so much more immature than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I still like, it I still like true. the poop and fart jokes. <laughs> Poopy cocky, you know how it is. But no, like. I think what it is, honestly, is it is more maturity now, but also you guys, you enjoy films in a in a completely different way than you pro- than you well, did when this probably came out. And that's not. I don't think that's entirely true, though, Tess. I think that you're giving us a little too much credit. I think I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to speak for Joel, but I think we do like still enjoy quite a bit of potty humor. Oh yeah, it's just that like coming back to this like isolated potty humor is fine but when you try to make an entire movie out of it it's it's not going to be successful i just it it didn't play well for me like believe me i don't think anyone laughs harder than i do when he gets up and goes to the bathroom and the piss just starts hitting (laughs) the the wall (laughs) he's he's like why am i pissing like i just had sex all night (laughs) i mean that's legitimately the, funny oh no but see that see, that's what i mean so you can still appreciate the funny parts oh sure but it's different like i mean because this came out 20 years ago oh, shit. so yes. it's like 20 years ago the way that you would be watching for you know watching for the different scenes and how and how they built and the story behind it right. may have been different than honestly you going back to watch it now that's mm-hmm. why like i i can understand like there's a lot of things in it that you that me and you were talking about earlier, kind of about how, yeah, when Jim Carrey's kind of not on scene, a lot of those scenes are very boring. So boring. Yes. And, uh. and I forgot about that having not seen it in, I guess, almost you forget years about it. Yeah. It's forgettable. Yeah. I think like good I, actors. Like I, like I said, yeah. it, like I said at work, Jim Carrey is carrying 
this yeah. entire film. Like the every, movie. it's it's not like he's in the scene and like Renee Renee Zellweger's like carrying half the weight and like bringing it back. Like he is carrying this entire movie mm-hmm. when he's on screen. When he's not on screen, it really drags. Except Other than his for sons. his sons. Yep. Like yes. there, and I'll the tell you, man, second favorite part of the film. I don't think I liked that part of the film as much the first time I saw it, but really? I loved it this time yes, around. They're great. When they're arguing, and he's like, "Man, Enrico fucking Fermi be rolling over in his grave." <laughs> yes. but- that was so funny. That was so funny back then. Talking about like, Pluto, oh, wow. he's <laughs> like, "Oh, your dumb ass is gonna get in Yale." Yeah, <laughs> like, oh shit, if you gonna fuck around, be one of them. Uh, oh, oh, Stanford with them. Yeah, over at Stanford, one of them switchblade motherfuckers. That shit was so hilarious. They're the best. For those who haven't seen the movie, there are uh, three black men who are the, the illegitimate children of Jim Carrey, uh, and they're all grown up now. Yeah. Force and, times uh, drag, motherfucker. They're all super smart, uh, but they all uh, but they still and, were raised on it, Richard Pryor. And it's so and it's so amazing that like they're 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 so great, but it's like oh how they're brought about and and the product of how that you know the pro like what they're the product of is just so terrible. The, the fact that they set that up that both his wife and the limo driver were men sub members and yes. geniuses. And so that's where it comes from. And I love that she's like, Well, they're good boys. It must be in the genes. <laughs> he gets so sad. <laughs> that that scene where his buddy walks up to him and they're like playing in the waiting pool and he walks up and he's like, Hey man, you ever um you ever notice your boys have kind of that oh, yeah. year round tan? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Get so all pissed. Uh, Come on, like, Charlie. Their dicks are bigger than the salt. <laughs> He's like, well, you know, my mother was half Italian. <laughs> so that's why the water beads up off their hair. Okay. Yes, I love that. Oh, my God. Uh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, no, so, like, this movie, and the thing is, and I think that's what's more disappointing about it is that mm. we can have scenes like that that really yeah. crack us up that we're laughing about. Mm-hmm. And for the movie to kind of fall short the way that it does, it's a little disappointing. Hey, I got a question. Sure. What happened to Chris Cooper? Like, what happens to him in this movie? Because I must have looked away mm. because I see, like, Hank or Jim Carrey, basically, is chasing after, like, the big muscly guy with the mullet. Yeah. Has take, he's taken Irene, right. and he's, like, on a bridge or whatever, and Jim Carrey's like, I got to stop him. And I'm like, wait a minute. what? I must have missed what happened to Chris Cooper, though, hmm. because well, I that guy he, died. he's the big bad in the movie. Well, that guy died. He How? did die, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he fell in the water, and then we just didn't see him again. So. That's what it was. Because... <laughs> They sent Dickie over there. Remember, they're like, "Yeah, he's got to get his hands dirty or whatever." And yeah. he was chasing after the, um, I guess Hank at that point, and like he tried to hop on the car. On the yeah, they train, ran him over. Right? He got he got ran over. He That's ran right. over. Okay, he got ran over. That's what happened. Remember? I yeah. missed that. I missed yeah. that part. And so, like at the end yeah. of the movie, I'm going like, when he "What happened?" Him. And then we get yeah. and then we get narration. It's like everybody got caught yep. and everyone <laughs> got arrested. I'm like, "Why didn't you show us this?" <laughs> Because nobody cares. It's a yeah, inconsequential. This, this whole story is, is ludicrous. Uh, I, I had trouble following it, but only because I was reading too much into it. Like I'm like, what am I missing here? But there's not really much to it. Like Renee well, Zellweger. First, first of all, so she's yeah, she gets popped and she has to be transferred to the uh, the police station in yeah. upstate New York right. from Rhode Island. So yeah. they send <laughs> they send uh, Charlie 
Charlie's supposed to drive her from Rhode Island to upstate New York. That's about a 142-mile trip. That's ridiculous. On a motorcycle. On a motorcycle? And on a motorcycle? Like, you're not going to give him a car? car? Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? Because so that's already dumb, and it's already like where you where you <laughs> yes. see the Farrelly brothers are trying to recycle material from Dumb and Dumber, because you have that whole bit oh, where they yeah. ride, they yeah. ride and oh, he's yeah. catching catching bugs in his mouth, and yep. I'm like, all right, I didn't think about that. I no, forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of the Farrelly brothers movies are road movies. Like there's there's an element of a road movie in almost all of their films. It's a good point. Yeah, and that's a good time to uh, talk about uh, some of the recurring themes we see in uh, their films, and and maybe some of my complaints from this one. Uh, Sports stars. They... <laughs> <You> get... <laughs> Anna oh, yeah. Kornikova talking about her boyfriend. My, <laughs> my boyfriend Chip got the newspaper, and I recognized him. What's a, yeah, that was a weird, mm. a couple of weird cameos in this film. Um, yeah, and then you were talking about the credits earlier. Did you stick around uh, to see the uh, people that were cut out of the movie, or like just all these extras that I guess were uh-huh. on the crew and friends of that they? Well, there were was extras, the but there were there were a bunch of sports figures. Like there were a bunch of hockey players in yeah. this movie. These guys love mm-hmm. hockey. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, one of the one of the themes. I always see in their films, you were talking about uh, something about Mary. There's always this weird sexual, like, cuckolding thing, almost, where yeah. a guy mm-hmm. likes girl, but other bad guy likes girl and ends up fucking said girl before the good guy gets her and then fucks her, but he can't get the bad guy fucking her out of his head. Yeah. Um, this time he's the good and the bad guy. Exa- yeah, exactly. Twist. Oh. <laughs> um yeah. But it's always and from that to like all the weird like penis humor, uh, mm-hmm. you know. There's a big dildo that shows Yo. up uh, for yeah, no reason in this, and uh, there's that one shot of like Jim Carrey just getting a boner while he's sleeping while Ray <laughs> Zellweger is driving. <laughs> that was so, that was pretty funny. I had to rewind that because I was like, <laughs> clearly I missed something. What is this really his boner? Oh camera God. pans up and he's just <laughs> looking. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. The way. <laughs> It's like a lot of just like phallic imagery uh, in 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 all of their films, but uh, this one, and I'm like, what what is it with these guys? Something something happened in their childhoods. I agree. I can't tell you what it was, but <laughs> it's disturbing. I absolutely, I absolutely agree. Hey, man, they turned that into Oscar gold. <laughs> did they? What was it? Something about Mary? Green Book. The Green Book. Oh fuck! Rainbows? I forgot they did that. Remember? Yeah, Green Book Jesus. won the Oscar for what Best is- Picture. At least it rainbows. No. What? <laughs> you, you know the movie from last year about the the white savior. Mm-hmm. I I never saw that movie. Yeah, no nobody saw that movie. Not because coming soon there, because I heard there's a, I heard there's a white savior. And I was like, yeah. uh, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how does this compare? <laughs> this is going to be a dumb question. Oh, good. How do, dumb, how dumb, does dumb. this compare to the Truman Show? Like oh, that, there's there's <laughs> There was like very little, and again, I'm brought back to cringeworthy because I remember saying like, I got so sick of Jim Carrey doing dramas. Thank God for me, myself, and Irene because it came back to comedy. <laughs> Careful what you he wish for. Strong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. He got back to his bread and butter. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I do think that there's a good movie in here somewhere, but the way that it's put together see, is so See, and that's and I understand. So that's, what, that's part of what I was saying. It, how, and how it was put together, I will admit that going back and watching it from a film perspective on like wanting to make films it's like okay yeah there's this is definitely very chunky and very ugly at times but the main reason as to why i wanted to watch this movie 
was specifically because of Jim Carrey, and he's phenomenal. And he's dude, he's very good. In my opinion, he's very good. That this is, is this is a yeah. masterclass for him to turn that switch to between Charlie oh. and Hank. Yeah, oh it's really Those it's scenes, really good. The scenes at the it's end like, when he's fighting himself are like oh, the, the best. And I, I did kind of find myself rewinding makes, and watching. He makes the things to do in Denver when you're dead reference. Yes, I saw that in the uh, IMDb trivia. What is it? Because I don't remember <laughs> when, that reference from the movie. So when he gets off the bus and he starts fighting with himself, mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. Hank and Charlie, he like, and he grabs the finger and he's like, "I'll rip it off, beg, beg," oh, yeah. and he goes, "If I beg, I die," <laughs> which is what Andy Garcia says to oh. uh, Christopher Walken. Oh, really? Yes. If I beg, I die. Oh, yeah. Was that scripted? Do you think, or uh, Jim Carrey was, was a big fan? That was a, that was a Jim Carrey thing. <laughs> Apparently, Jim Carrey really liked the film. Um, oh, wow. But there's there were a whole bunch of things that were improvised by Jim Carrey in this of movie. Course. Like, well, when you when get he, Jim Carrey to be in your film, that's what you're paying for, right? When he says goodbye to his sons and he's like, "Now give me a kiss." Apparently, <laughs> that was improvised. And one of the actors, if you watch, one of the actors kind of hesitates. Didn't want to do it. <laughs> Come on. Oh. Was it Keenan? <laughs> I don't remember. No, I don't remember I mean, who Anthony, it was. Anthony Anderson. Did you call him yeah. Keenan? I did call him Keenan. I may have wow. given away some of my uh, my recap. Wow. Racism. Man. <laughs> no, I got Keenan on the brain. Come sure on, you man. do. Anthony Anderson, Blackish's own. Yeah, yeah. Law and Order, for I know him. <laughs> yeah. Right? Harold oh, and yeah. Kumar. What? Was he in Harold yeah. and Kumar? Barbershop. Yeah. yeah, he's in Harold and Kumar. Barbershop, he plays yes. the... Uh, they go, to, they go to that first fast food restaurant, mm-hmm. and they're like, but do you know if there's a White Castle? And he's like, oh, yeah. If you got that urge, you got that hunger... Ain't nothing gonna solve it except for some white castle. Oh, yeah. like, yeah. Let's burn this motherfucker to the ground. <laughs> I didn't realize that was him. I love him. Listen oh, to man. our uh, Harold and did we do the first he, Harold and Kumar on this movie? I think we did. One? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Listen to our he Harold was great. He was great in this though. Anthony Anderson was really he all was three of them. Really fun. In yeah. Well, you, were, he he does of the three brothers though. He is the one that shines. You could see yes. why he's the one that really had a career after Absolutely. this movie yeah. because. He shines. I know for a while well, there, the I other, thought the other one was like Tay Diggs. I was like, oh, he's the guy Tay Diggs? R- Rochester's oh, yeah. own Tay Diggs? <laughs> the, big, the big buff one? Well, that's the yes. other one, like the, the, the big fat one. He was in um he was in the clumps or... um oh, Of course he uh, was. Nutty Professor. He's he, was the, a, he was one of the kids from Nutty Professor. He's, he's a Hercules. little kid? He's Hercules? He's Hercules. Hercules. Holy yeah, shit. A, I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love when he's a kid. Jim Carrey's like, how do you eat that stuff and not gain any weight? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> also, probably improvised. Oh, oh my god! So uh, I, I, I'm gonna. I, I will say, like, building up Jim Carrey's character, mm-hmm. the the George character, um, or Charlie, and, and seeing him get walked on by everybody, and yeah. just like sitting there and like rooting for him to finally like find his balls mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. fight back. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, like I've never turned on a character so quickly Yeah, right. after, because well, I wanted him to get his comeuppance. I wanted him to get his comeuppance. Yeah. And by the point where we see him drowning a little girl in a fountain, I'm like too far. We've gone too far. That little girl was a little shit. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. was. <laughs> but I'll tell you what: if you're going to be the hero of the film, you're not going to turn around and start drowning a kid in a fountain. <laughs> but he's well, not the hero; the he's the villain. Exactly. That's the thing. But, but, but he, still, he was he was he was only supposed to be the savior in those moments. In all honesty, that was the only time that you kind you didn't root for Hank, but you understood and you understood because after, like you said, after seeing Charlie. Just get shat on and <laughs> shat on. Uh, it was terrible to where, yes, 
find your balls, say something, do something. And then Hank comes and all right. Yeah. Okay. Drowning the kid was a little overboard. But and, hey, then, and then, she and, was then a and then taking the place of the baby at the mother's boob. Oh, yeah. That was all. That, that, wow. That was, that was very ridiculous. But that's, see, that's, that lets you know, okay, we're about to go somewhere. We're about to, we're about to go somewhere. <laughs> we're about to go somewhere. Oh, oh, it sure does. Crazy. Very crazy. And then he drives his car into that barbershop, which they deserve. <laughs> That's true. But then uh, I'm with you, Joe. We quickly turn to uh, him trashing the uh, disabled person's <laughs> car oh, yes. and pissing oh, in the gas yes. tank. <laughs> well, I heard that. I heard that was the Farley. There was the, uh, the Fairley was, Brothers. Yeah, there was the Fairley Brothers, the directors. Actually, I didn't know that. Oh, the yeah. the old guy with the uh... yeah. Oh, get your dick out of again. Get your dick out of my car. <laughs> That was so funny. But it was so random. Again, another <laughs> one of those random funny moments that has nothing to do with the plot. Yeah, Kind of like when, when he would – like one of the things that I appreciate about this movie that always seemed really random is like every time he turned into Hank and Hank got aggressive with people and tried to start a fight, he never won. He would lose. Not won. He would no. always lose. He always got his ass beat. Every but the way time. it would start where he's like, Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And when it goes into the slow mo, the slow mo, and the dude with just the pulls out the taser. The dude pulls up. Let's go, punk. They tase him, and they're like, come uh, on, let's kick the shit out of this guy. This is crazy guy. So, there are funny parts to this movie, but yeah. like, it's so weird because this movie just prove, it proves the rule. Like, there can be funny moments in a film, but the movie could still be weak as shit. Yes, and it is. And it, and it is. Ultimately, this movie's kind of weak. Uh, and yeah. It, and it, it's disappointing because, unlike Joel, like I like some of the Farrelly Brothers' other movies. <laughs> What's your favorite Farrelly Brother movie? Um. Oh, man. I really like something about Mary. There's yeah, something that, that that movie. Wow. I That movie must it hit at, at a certain point. See, I'm going to say this. But I haven't seen the movie in a long ass time. Hmm. I may go back to it and be like, "No, that movie's kind of a piece of shit too." They were showing it uh, on TV right before we started recording tonight. Oh, were they? Yeah, um, it, it was right the scene where uh, Ben Stiller's masturbating right before uh, <laughs> Big Daddy oh, Cameron Diaz. The classic. So. That was nice. The, cla- the classic moment. Yes. Um, no, but like I remember, you and I watched The Ringer, Joel, and I yeah. think we both. I think we both came away from it's that a movie like. Up. It was fine. It was just, it's a thumbs up. It's not a great film. No. There's some things that you just can't do in a movie nowadays, but like it was weird that they did it then too. But uh it's it's not bad. I don't think they make horrible movies. I think I liked Outside Providence a lot. Never saw that one. Um and in no small part due to the uh the um oh, what's his name? Uh, Alec Baldwin. Uh, oh, yeah. he he plays the guy's dad in the movie. And he's so like blue collar and goofy and it's about this kid who's like you know kind of gets out of high school and can't really find any direction falls in love with like amy smart and is just trying to find his way and at the very end of the movie he's trying to get his life together and he signs up for some classes at the local community college and alec baldwin shows up and he's like you got a letter and he's like i'm sorry i know it's your mail but i had to open it good news you got accepted (laughs) oh my god (laughs) that's right and and for some reason that just tickles me so much. And 
And I said I was that obnoxious guy in the, in the theater when I saw the movie because I pointed out I was like, you don't get accepted to community college. You just pay for the courses. Yeah. No. <laughs> and that's what immediately the character says. He's like, Dad, you don't get accepted. You just pay. Yeah. He's, he's like, it's all right. It's still the first Dunphy that ever went. You know, like it was. It, I thought it was a cute movie, but like I said, like all these movies, all these Fairly Brothers movies, they're not the kind of movies that like over the years I just watch and watch and watch and watch. Yeah. There was kind of a weird sweet spot for them, and I watched them yeah. a bunch at that point, and then never really kind of came back to it. And the same can be said for me, myself, and Irene. I owned yeah. this movie. I used to watch really? it constantly, and to come back to it almost like with a stranger's eyes and be like, what is this pile that, that I'm watching? <laughs> it was a, it was an interesting experiment, Tess. I appreciate it. <laughs> Experiments. You're welcome. <laughs> it's what we do here on the editing bay. <laughs> well, I got a question for you guys then. Okay. Sure. What was, what was better than me, myself and Irene or the lobster? Oh, me, myself and Irene. Oh yeah. I knew it. So, yeah. Huh. Yeah, if I were I forced could, to watch one again, it, it would be. I, I, I don't think I don't think I could sit through the lobster again. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you mean, I, kill I completely understand. I completely understand. Uh, um, so a, a fun little trivia: if you're familiar with Dumb and Dumber, you know that there's a character in that movie uh, named Seabass that oh, yeah. beats up Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. He uh, he makes an appearance, played by the NHL's uh, Cam Neely. Oh. Uh, and uh, yeah, he makes up an appearance really quick at the end of this movie, um, so that's that's kind of fun. It's fun <laughs> if you're a sports fan. I don't know. I, I, I recognize really, the name. For for me, there really aren't a whole lot of like interesting factoids about this movie. It's not even close to being Jim Carrey's worst work, but it's definitely not one of his best films. Yes, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Uh, in fact, I'd kind of put it on the lower uh, half of, of his uh, catalog, looking through all the films that he's done. Uh, but but. As we said before, who else can do this? Like, it'll be curious yeah. to see what your recast is because, uh, yeah, he's he's acting his ass off and he's pulling it off. I'm believing him as these two different characters. You watch some of those scenes where he's talking to himself. That shit's hard to do. Joe, yeah. I, I've wanted to ask you this before. I'm not sure if we've talked about it, but the whole thing about um, comedy being harder than drama. Like, you see these comedians that start off their careers doing doing comedies and then can work their ways into dramas, but rarely do you see the opposite or, or it be successful. Like even De Niro, as well, great as he is. What do you is. mean? The opposite. You mean it's not as they're not as successful dramatic actors going into comedy. Yes, John Hamm. That is true. That is true. Yeah. yeah. No, but you know what? But you're right. Well, it's the exception that, that John Hamm is not the norm. He is yeah. the exception that proves the rule. Um, because for the most part, you're right. It is. It seems to be easier for comedic actors to transfer over to to dramas. I just think it's harder yeah. to do. I think it's uh, it requires a different type of uh, talents. Um, mm-hmm. I think you can do one without being able to do the other. Yeah. And vice versa. That's um, let me see. What what did – what happened here? I'm, I'm trying to see, like, what the movies were that led up to this, like, where this fell in his, his oh, career. His so timeline. he had obviously already done Batman Forever. Oh, um, right. He already did Liar Liar. Yep. So Truman Show. Yeah. Simon Birch. Oh, yeah. Man, Man on the Moon. So he had like three dramas in a row there. Then he did Me, Myself, and Irene, and then immediately transitioned into like How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's a good one. The Majestic. Yes. Oof, ah, man, what a rough little stretch for him. (laughs) And then Bruce Almighty. And I think Bruce Almighty ended up doing really well. I did like that one, yeah. But then not long after that, it was Eternal Sunshine. That was good. Um, I would would almost say like he really hasn't been the same – since yeah. Man on the Moon, 
his at least his success in the box office. Yeah, that was has the not, turning point. It, it has oh, yeah. yeah, box office wise now. Yeah, well, box Sonic. office wise. Been, Sonic is good, man. <laughs> Sonic is a fun movie. I mean, Sonic Eternal is- Sunshine is like one of my top. It's weird. I'm not really yeah. a. I wouldn't call myself a Jim Carrey fan, and yet two of his films are some of my favorites of all times. The last yeah. one's Truman Show, and uh, or two weeks Eternal ago, Sun- Truman Show and uh, Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's about- right. He was in Kick Ass too. Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> that's funny. He wasn't oh. bad in that movie. He was pretty good. Uh, he's not. Yeah, yeah. He's not bad at movies. Like he's no. never. He's never really bad at movies. I haven't seen that movie twenty three, but I heard it's apparently really. Crazy. Oh, that's right. It's fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to watch that as well. Yeah, it's just it. I guess it's just the, the projects. You know what it almost seems like? It almost seems like the world of like film kind of passed Jim Carrey by. It did. Like, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Explain. I'm, well, well, I'm trying to think of people who keep like picking film projects that that keep like expanding and evolving their own careers. Um, mm. Who, Philip who Seymour does, Hoffman. Who does stuff like that? Well, Philip Seymour Hoffman to the point where he died. Um, Fact, yes. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo, yeah, that's <laughs> there you a go. good. That, no, that's a good example. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, who started off in like you know Growing Pains, then yep. did like Gilbert Grape, and then was doing like Romeo and Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann Romeo and Juliet, yeah. and he was kind of like the young, the young romantic heartthrob. Oh yeah. Then. Then he hooked up with, uh, you know, with, uh, with Scorsese and yep. started doing like really, really good films. Mm-hmm. And like, then he gets picked up by Tarantino yep. and he's mm-hmm. doing stuff with. T- so yeah, no, that's that's a perfect example Spielberg, of someone, too. someone who's yeah, yeah, someone who's hasn't let Hollywood pass him by and has always been making. Even though I don't always like DiCaprio, I cannot deny that his decisions as an actor, like as far as which projects to oh, get attached to, have always been oh, yeah. spot on. Absolutely. Yeah, Jim Carrey's always kind of had this sort of uh, sad clown thing about him, though, uh, and it's, mm-hmm. you see him more in his uh, in his in his personal uh, like outside of movies. Uh, just in the yeah. last ten years or so, he's kind of he's gotten a little weird. He's gotten into painting. If you've seen that, he's gotten kind of political. He'll he was doing like weird, you know, David Letterman appearances. Uh-huh. Uh, he grew that crazy beard. Um, yeah. He tried hitting on like one of the daughters from uh, yeah. Modern Family. <laughs> yeah. So he's uh he's had some troubled times, but always really interesting. And I always kind of you're, you're saying like Hollywood's kind of passed him by, but I, the way I see him picking his movies, he he almost doesn't want to play that game. You know, he wants to do the stuff that he wants to do, and I think Just he likes yeah. doing the kind of you know rubber faced uh, Sonic the Hedgehogs and Ace Ventura's, and uh, more mm-hmm. power to him. He's great at it. And that's, I mean, yeah, you're right. There's, there's not much of a problem. It's just the fact that, like, audiences have gotten over those films. Yes. Like, and that's yeah, that is true. like yeah. the fact that the fact that he and Jeff Daniels came back for a Dumb and Dumber sequel. Ooh, it was kind of sad. Like, twenty five years after no. the original, and it's yeah. like you it's, already did a Dumb and Dumberer and with was, two other actors, which was terrible. That's how I right. very just cringeworthy. Oh, that's right. The prequel, right? Yeah. 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 When Harry met Lloyd or whatever right. it was called. That's kind of how I feel about this new Bill and Ted movie. Have you seen the, the – there's a new trailer that came out last week. Yeah, I saw – and I'm still excited about it for some reason. But it. I know I probably shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, it will disappoint, I guarantee. Yeah, but, uh, but there's – the thing is, like, when you go back and you watch the original Bill and Ted films, like, they're both – the first one and the second one, 
neither one is really like a great movie. No. The first one is funny. It's yeah. got some genuinely funny parts. Clever. Not as much the second one. The second one doesn't, even though I kind of have a soft spot for it. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's not as, it's not as funny as that first one. But neither of which should merit a sequel 30 years <laughs> after the I fact. Know. At all. We're go- we've gone crazy. We're we're officially. I don't know if we. I don't know if we've gone crazy. I think that Keanu Reeves found this newfound popularity with John Wick, and and suddenly here comes his buddy Alex Winter, who's like, (laughs) "Yes, hey bro, you promised me like if you ever became a huge box office success again, we'd do one more." And Keanu's like, "Fuck, I owe this guy a favor." (laughs) (laughs) Liquid television ain't getting renewed anytime soon. (laughs) No, exactly. So, so that's like this seems like even when you watch like the trailers or like the promotional material of like him and Alex Winter sitting there talking about the movie, Keanu Reeves totally seems like it's just a favor he's doing for a friend. Yeah, wow. (laughs) Not here to promote my new movie. I'm here to hang out with my bud. But I'll tell you what I am excited about. Mm -hmm. Samara Weaving plays one of their daughters. Yes, I know. And I'm like the accents. I like that Samara Weaving. I think she's a great actress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But back to this movie. Back to me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> Do you think that this film is insensitive to yes. people actually battling these like kind of uh, ailments? Yeah, I mean, like the the one kid uh, who's an albino, actual albino, Whitey, Whitey, <laughs> who, who Whitey. got bullied. He got bullied after this movie came I know, out. I know. He said he what? regrets doing it. Uh, yeah, it, he got bullied. Uh, wasn't really doing um, other albinos any favors. <laughs> wasn't yeah. breaking any new ground there. Uh, yeah, but I, that's kind of what they do, but they can get away with it, the Fairleys, because it's all, uh, like, they're, they're offending everybody, right? So we're, we're, mm. we're poking fun at everybody. There's no boundaries. Um, and I think once, if that's where you're coming from, then nobody can say, oh, you've gone too far. Yeah, I think I'm more sensitive to it now mm-hmm. about, like, making fun of people's mental health and, like, that being the basis of your comedy. Yeah. I'm like, I come back to it, and I'm like, wow. And then, and then I'm like, oh yeah, but these are the guys that made the Green Book. Um, <laughs> but, but I, I, I'm just like, wow, like how uncomfortably tone deaf. I know. Like th- these movies become, and just very short amount of time after they're released, it's just like, hey. I know, not twenty years. I mean, even The Ringer, as sweet as The Ringer is. Again, like I said, like there's no way you make that movie today about a guy pretending to be. Like, Handy. you know, it's handicapped, so he could go. I almost no, said the other word. It's not handicapped. It's, uh... No, no, no. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Handicapped. Handicapped. Yeah. Guy, guy, have you ever seen that movie, Tess? No. Do you, so Listen to our premise, regular episode. The premise of this movie is this uh, this dude's uncle gets in, like, really hot water. So it's uh, Ronnie Cox plays or brian cox rather he uh he plays this guy's uncle johnny knoxville's uncle and he gets in a bad like bad news with the mob yeah he owes a whole lot of money and so the way he decides he's going to win this money and pay off the mob is by fixing the special olympics and so he makes he makes his nephew pretend to be handicapped to get into the special olympics and win uh (laughs) and it's like it's about like johnny knoxville and oh man what's her name the um yeah, from Grey's Anatomy. And... Ellen Pompeo? No, not Ellen Pompeo. The the one nobody likes. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh. yes. Sandro? No, no. Not no Sandro. Everybody loves it. She's a I'll national treasure. She's Jerry. a treasure. I know she is. That's <laughs> just the only other name. <laughs> I oh, man, I, I can't remember her name. I she was you. in Knocked Catherine Up. Catherine Heigl. 
Catherine Heigl. Oh, yes, the one Izzy. no one likes. Yeah, Izzy. Yeah, no one does like Izzy. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like she she plays one of like the counselors, the camp counselors at the Special Olympics. And this dude like falls in love with her. And it's kind of like this weird like love story, yet it's uncomfortable. And like the, just the whole thing. Like they've even got a scene in there where she like kisses him, still thinking he's a Special Olympics athlete. Yeah. And it's oh like, oh, cringe with it. But the movie. Uh, the movie as a whole is actually very sweet. Yeah, it treats everything with a, with a certain amount of respect. Uh, it doesn't make fun of any of the handicapped no, kids. They're the heroes. But, it, but but at the same time, it just seems so. It, it does it feel seems wrong. So inappropriate to watch it. it. Yeah, yeah it's, it seems very and wrong. I, I did have the same um, feeling. I, I have to assume that for me, myself, and Irene, uh, that you know, this schizophrenic association of America or whatever there happens to be probably wasn't consulted right there's not a lot of uh-huh. uh, I, don't, I don't think this is how this affliction uh, manifests itself right <laughs> is, is there a schizophrenic association I mean, there's gotta if be so, right? somebody can Google if so that. do you count all of the personalities as members <laughs> or just one person <laughs> now who's being insensitive Joe? Like, oh shit now look who's being insensitive <laughs> We have over 500 or 2,000 members, depending on how you look at it. There's 200 people signed up. We have 400 members. Wow. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry. I apologize. (laughs) Cut that part out. Um, Yeah, so so I probably won't be eager to come back to this film. In fact, this was Mm. one of the movies that I was going to try to save and watch with Sarah. And I'm glad I did, because I think she she would not have liked this trip. I, I I always ask Jenna. I was like, and we'll watch the trailer whenever we uh, announce what movie we're doing on the podcast. I'll pull up the trailer because usually she's like, "What is that?" You know, some some obscure uh, Hulk Hogan movie. That I have to show her the trailer for. <laughs> and uh, and Santa then with muscles. Based on that, she'll decide whether she wants to watch this week's movie with me or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so the decree was made early on that I can watch this one on my own. <laughs> uh, and and I was finishing up while she was in the shower. And she made me turn the volume down because she was oh like, she was like, it sounds dumb. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> like I don't even have to see it to know that it that it's dumb. It sounds. She didn't dumb. even want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Wow! I don't even want to hear that She's stupid. Like, I, I can movie. hear the noises Jim Carrey makes, and I don't like them. And I can't disagree with her. Someone's got a little cheese on the taco. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of so asshole gross. is gonna sit? there and see a dude with one thing that they're buying and then be like uh, i'm in a hurry you mind if i get ahead of you and have two carts full of shit there this this world that the fairies have invented are full of assholes like yeah like randomly jim carrey's getting picked on for no reason and then has to teach those people a lesson oh the guy with the uh, chicken up his butt right oh, he, was, yeah. he was just some passerby who uh no it was the cop the guy with the, the chicken cop. up his yeah. butt was the cop who his told son. his sons he was like oh, we're gonna nail that fucker to the wall or he said something <laughs> like i like that and i said it before the sons even said it i just said out loud i was like now why the fuck would you say that yeah you're, you're handcuffed to a car door you're still talking shit <laughs> now you can get a chicken up your ass i will say though <laughs> the, the thing the thing that led up to the chicken head getting stuck in his ass was funny. The dialogue between the brothers. Hey, what's the diameter of a chicken head? Oh, yes. Of course. <laughs> so, so, some, some, some. They're the MVPs, oh. man. Bro. Bro, the way he just spouted off the numbers so quickly yes. was amazing. It's like, no, fool. Double that, man. I love when they're flying the helicopter at the end. Oh, Coming yeah. in to save the day. 
Wait times drag, with, motherfucker. <laughs> with one of the top five proposals ever in life. Yeah, I saw you. Uh, Tess texted us uh, oh before God. the show with a clip of uh, all the uh, the Mounties lined up yeah. with their cars. Oh oh Jim Carrey. So weird. The Frisk. Oh yeah. The uh, so weird. <laughs> she it's turns so around. Weird. Robert Forrester pulls her over, has her get out of the car, and he's going to frisk her, and then uh, the, pulls the pulls the uh, what do they call that? The, the bait and switch. Yeah, no, but there's a name for it. Um, oh, stop and frisk? No. What the fuck are you talking there's about? A, the, the shocker. Yeah, the it's, shocker. It's like that. It's like in the bedroom when a, when a guy swap yeah. out. There's a name the, for uh, The Houdini. The uh, Houdini. That's what it is. Something like that. That's what yeah. it is. One guy disappears, the other guy takes his place. Goes around to the window. Yeah. And then, like, and then his, his sons are still in the plane Testidos. with Whitey. They're oh, still in the plane with Whitey. That was what was so hilarious to me. Like, cause I had forgot they had the banner going, but man, I hope that little bitch is down there watching. Man, I'm sure she can see it. Will, will you marry me, bitch? <laughs> On the banner. Uh, and she just like, oh, Charlie. Yeah, no. yeah, what did we think of Renee Zellweger? We said earlier that it was surprising it that her and Jim Carrey were dating in real didn't. life because I, th- I thought she was she was so forgettable in this movie. Yes. Yeah. She was, but she had there was a couple of scenes. There was a couple of parts where I was like, okay, she's kind of cute. There were a couple parts where I was like, all right, she's, well, kinda, she's that, fucking forever showing was, her belly was, throughout this entire film. That that uh, crop top just keeps. Rising through every scene. Yeah. yeah. Joel does not like bellies. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind. I'm just saying uh, it's, it seemed gratuitous <laughs> in a movie filled with dildos. Joel, was, who, yeah. who also feels scandalized if he sees ankles, is like, <laughs> please cover your midriff. <laughs> Why is your shoulder showing? <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you walking six feet behind yes, me? Exactly. Speak when spoken to. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think um, I okay. I don't think I know for sure. I would not recommend this movie. No, I think (laughs) I think I I, and and for a couple reasons, I wouldn't recommend it because I feel like this movie could potentially offend the shit out of somebody that I recommend it to. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's likely either either because of this material or because of how bad this story is constructed. I think someone will be like, why the fuck did you recommend this narrated ass piece of shit? (laughs) However, having said that there are a lot of YouTube clips from this movie that I would recommend highly. Oh, sure. Uh, Yeah. There's gotta be a best of compilation or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there, there are things that are funny about this movie, but not worth sitting through the entire story to catch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about you, Joel? Uh, would I recommend it? No, no, I can't recommend this. Uh, there are any number of other Jim Carrey movies or Fairly Brother movies, if you're into either or both of those, uh, that you could visit. Ah. I don't know, man. Just not my cup of tea. Yeah. And so, so Tess is the outlier here. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Well, man, I'd recommend it. Man. Yeah, I'd, I have to. I'd have to. I have to recommend it simply because of Jim Carrey. Because He's I've seen his performance in this movie is something that if you like Jim Carrey, you definitely have to see. When he so takes I, that kick to the face oh, bro, and goes over the fence. Oh yeah, bro, that's him doing that. Bro, there are so many things that he does in this movie that are just fucking hilarious. Like when he he's like, oh I, I, yeah, there's nothing really wrong about these pills except they give me wicked cotton mouth and then to just see the progression of him not being able to talk to where then there eventually his mouth is just he's just frothing at the bro, oh my god it's like that's some stuff uh, like, and then yeah. when he's trying to drink water in the in the, the station that, that i did laugh out loud 
at that. Dude, when when they're running to catch the train, and he's like, "You got to dig in deep, Irene. You got to find." She ends up she beats him. him. <laughs> and, and he's like, he's like get just off, jump, just off, jump, off. jump off the train." <laughs> She's like, "What?" And then she does, and he's like, "What are you doing, Irene? Go playing around." <laughs> and the get thing it. is, as funny as that is, uh, I feel like that scene alone really. It, it perfectly sums up this film where it's, it's like you're rushing to get to something and you kind of get there and then you jump off and go somewhere else. And it's like, yeah. mm-hmm. well, that's really frustrating. Um, so, so yeah, yeah I, there's... so yeah, I would recommend it, but right. I do understand what you mean, Joe. And yeah, you can save your time. You can save yourself some time by just going on YouTube and watching <laughs> the, the amazing clips of this. Did you see when she leaves the she like escapes the safe house mm-hmm. where Richard Jenkins and that other guy are are questioning her, and this dude like jumps in and like you know starts shooting up the place, kills the young officer, and she mm-hmm. like runs off and shows up at Hank's apart or Hank's hotel room, not Hank Charlie, Hank Charlie, and the same guy, Hank Charlie. Uh, mm-hmm. She shows up at Charlie's hotel room, opens the door, and there's like. There's like <laughs> tissue and lotion. Oh yes, there's and a watermelon. There's a watermelon with a hole cut in it. Yes. There's watermelon seeds all over the bed. <laughs> I, I was just uh, checking That's your uh, looking at the case here. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, there was a longer thing about the watermelon having a hole in it, and they took it out because American Pie came out right before this movie. Did. Yeah, too many, uh, too many pie fuckers. Yeah, how weird. Can you imagine that? How weird. It's like the Armageddon and Deep Impact <laughs> thing, but except two ex- volcano instead movies. Of, instead of instead of asteroids or volcanoes, two people had the same idea about fucking watermelon. Yes. <laughs> or, or just food in general. Fucking yeah. food in general. All right. Uh, so what did me, myself, and Irene do right? I, I have a feeling we're all going to kind of have the same thing on this. Yeah. Uh, I think Jim Carrey yeah. is clearly... Mm-hmm. what this movie did right you having jim carrey um he e- everything that's right about this movie yeah. is because of him Absolutely. and his performance uh save for the three brothers yeah jim yeah. carrey is just like it, it's not easy to carry a film and he does a, a fantastic job doing it unfortunately the, he just he just doesn't have enough to elevate the material it's a, it's a shitty film yeah yeah um <laughs> <laughs> so that'll bring me to what did this movie do wrong? Uh, you know, what I think it did wrong was uh, the amazing supporting cast that it had that it kind of wasted. You know, Renee Zellweger, say what you will about her performance in this film, fucking Oscar award winner. Like she's done, she's she's been in great films. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the way to Chris Cooper and Richard Jenkins and fucking yep. uh, Robert Forrester. Like yep. what are these people doing in this film? What, how did they sign mm-hmm. up for this? How, how were they convinced? I think on the on the 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 merits of Dumb and Dumber and yes. something about Mary. Yeah. I mean, Dumb Dumb and Dumber was a huge film. It was a Fairly Brothers movie. It was Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, and it was box office gold. So yeah. I feel like people saw that and they were like, "Ooh, Jim Carrey's teaming up with them again." Well, I want in. Yeah, I want some of that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Tess? But, well, I mean, it had Jim Carrey, but it didn't give Jim Carrey a lot to work with. That was the worst thing about this movie. In the story, you know what I'm saying? Like going back, gotcha. that's that's okay. why it wasn't that great of a movie. And gotcha. why the the main the things that I remember the most about it are the hilarious scenes with him because I completely blacked out like all I knew about like the colonel, you know, the other, you know, the other guys on the Rhode Island 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't remember all the other side story going on with them. Like I forgot certain things that I thought were in this movie that I thought were from another movie. Like I was like, <laughs> I, like, like the scene, the scene where, um, where, you know, after he got back with her and he, and she's like, no, we can't go to the police, but he still then calls the, uh, that agent and meets up with him. Mm-hmm. I swore it was a completely different like actor who was in that scene that that happened with, and that there were like, two <laughs> he throws the sand in it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was great. Like, I, I thought, I thought it was a completely different scene and a completely different actor uh, for that. So it's, it's things like that to where Jim Carrey is amazing, but there's not a lot going on in the movie that just interests you outside of the sons that mm-hmm. makes you really invested in what's going on in the story. And it really, honestly, they are kind of just running around for about two hours mm-hmm. when, you really, when you really just boil yeah. it down. It is a long yeah. movie, too. It's almost two hours, isn't it? It's yeah. it, it's way too long for what it is. And, it's, yeah. and, the, and the thing is, the fact that it's way too long, but yet it's clearly been cut within like inches of its life. Yeah. To have like to have a narrator have yeah. to come in and give us the backstory mm-hmm. and the character motivations. Like they cut that much and they still had almost a two hour long movie. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And that's to me, that's what this movie did wrong was the fact that like these guys clearly didn't have a, a an idea. Like they didn't have it mapped out where they wanted to go with this movie. Yeah. They had had a concept Elevator and then just kind of went from there. Like, I feel like they didn't have a complete script before they started shooting mm-hmm. this film. And the fact that, like, you have to then have, like, scenes that are playing out, but we're hearing a narrator tell us what's happening in them, mm-hmm. I think it's just, it, that's, yeah. that's terrible. Why is the Dairy Queen guy narrating my Jim Carrey comedy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so if we were going to remake Me, Myself, and Irene today, mm-hmm. how would we do that? I think I've done uh, eight people here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I have ten. I think I have ten. Oh, people. wow. Yeah, I've got about ten. I think I've had nine, actually. Yeah. Anybody have any themes? Can we just go no. ping pong? We can just ping pong. Yeah. Um, who's, the, who's the low person on your totem pole, Tess? That would be Captain... No, Colonel Parkington. Okay, so did you have both Agent Shane and Agent Peterson? Yes. Okay, then, yeah, well, let's let's start with uh, the Robert yeah. Forrester character, Colonel Par- Partington. Partington. For that uh, character, I went with Christopher Walken. That's really good. I went Robert That's De Niro. Really good. I uh, I cast George Clooney in that role. Oh, I like oh, that. Nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Allie likes that too. Um, did you, you did you do that one, Joel? No, yeah, yeah. I said uh, De Niro. I did De Niro. Oh, Robert De Niro. De Niro. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, so let's do uh, the the agents, Agent Bo Shane and yeah. Agent Peterson. Yeah. <clears throat> the Richard Jenkins character, mm-hmm. I uh, I cast Michael Keaton. Ooh. And the uh, the young one, uh, I cast Bradley Cooper in that role. Oh, nice! I did uh, J.K. Okay. Simmons for the older one, and Woody Harrelson for the Chris Cooper. Oh, that's good. Mm. Oh I no, actually... I didn't do Chris Cooper. Oh, you wait, didn't? Wait, what did you no, say? No, Agent Boshane, the Richard Jenkins character. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the younger guy that was with him that got shot. Oh, I didn't do that guy. My bad. My bad. Oh, I didn't do that guy either. But oh, okay, I did do the Chris Cooper character, oh. and I also did um, the lieutenant. And actually, also Dicky. It's kind of a it's kind oh, of a theme Dickie. with those three right there. So okay. I picked I picked Lonely Island for that actually. Nah. Nice. <laughs> and Andy good. Sam Andy Samberg being Dicky, of course, uh-huh. the, main, the main guy. And then um, the guy with the glasses being the agent, and <laughs> the other one, the other one being the uh, lieutenant. 
That's so Yorma, you know, Yorma Tacone would be the lieutenant. Yeah, and Akiva and Schaefer. A- Akiva Schaefer. I think yeah. it's telling that like uh, we all kind of recast different uh, these these side characters because like who really is important? It's hard to yeah. tell who's important. There are so Don't many know. characters. Yeah, but I yeah. kind of had to draw the line somewhere. Uh, for my Chris Cooper, I cast uh, Matthew McConaughey. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. I like that. Same vein. Yeah. All right. So did you guys recast Whitey? No. Yes. <laughs> okay. Tess, <laughs> yeah. Tess, who did you cast? I went with Rami Malek. Oh, oh that's cool. All right. I didn't go with quite as an established actor. Uh, <laughs> I went with uh, Mr. Matthew Lillard in this role. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? I'll call an audible. I'll go with uh, Sean Patrick Flannery. Powder. There you go. Oh, my God. As powder. <laughs> yes, Could he exactly. just be powder? Oh, my sure. God. <laughs> Only if right. we see his ass. So uh, I have the uh, the three sons now. Yes, as do I. Jamal, Lee Harvey, and Shantae Jr. <laughs> yep. Yes. So Shantae Jr., who's he named after? Mm. Shantae. The dad. Who's, who's Shantae? That's that's the, yeah. the midget? Oh, it's the yeah, limo the driver. Yeah, yeah. That's what he asked. Oh, must that's be. what he asked him. That's what he. Uh, that's what his name was. And it's funny because my brother's best friend's name is Sean. Sean Tate. <laughs> so when I heard that, I drive a limo. Oh my god! No. All right, who do, who do you guys have? I have uh, Dave Chappelle as all three. Oh no! Uh-huh. Oh, you, you wanted him as a trio. I've got uh, yeah. Keenan Thompson uh, as mm, Jamal. I got one. Uh, Kevin Hart as Jared, and uh, Dave Chappelle as uh, Lee Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like that combination: Dave Chappelle, Daddy, Kevin Daddy. Hart, and Keenan Thompson. <laughs> Oh my God! All right, it's comedy Tess. gold. I went with Terry Crews, <laughs> yes, Tina Thompson, yes, and Tracy Morgan. Oh, well, that's oh. great, Joe. Who who did you pair <laughs> Keenan Thompson up with? Yeah. I, with, <laughs> I paired. I I went with Donald Glover. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Donald Faison. Ooh, all Donalds. Oh, all the Donalds. And Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I like that. Let it, I'm sure you're gonna be like Donald Ra- Donald Rollins. <laughs> I almost did Donald Rollins. I was almost gonna make it a Donald thing, but it was <laughs> it was gonna be Donald Sutherland. Be, no, no, yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh wow! I wow. was gonna. I originally have written down here Donald Glover, Donald Faison, and Donald Sutherland. All right, uh, so that leaves uh, our final two. Here we go, <clears throat> Irene and Charlie Hank. Uh, go ahead, guys. I'm going to do uh, actress's name is Mackenzie Davis. You may know her uh, from the recent Terminator film. Uh, what else do you know her from? She's tall, blonde with short hair. She's great. Mm-hmm. And Tess? <laughs> well, I went with a beautiful couple. Um, a, be- a beautiful couple that I believe, honestly, would be great for this role. Mm. And for Irene, I went with Blake Lively. And for Charlie, I went with Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. That's a great. I love that. Mm-hmm. For my uh, my Irene, I went with Anna Kendrick, and Good. my Charlie Hank would be played by Charlie Day. Oh, that's great! I could see that him doing that. You. Manic Charlie Day. Uh, uh-huh. Well, I Jenna had the idea of doing Adam Devine for Jim Carrey, and I think that could work. He's great, uh, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna pull. Uh, I'm gonna go James McAvoy. Uh, from Split, oh, that's pretty good. Because that's uh, pretty good. I was kind of hoping they would do like a like a multiple multiple personalities. <laughs> you were hoping that me, myself, and Irene would tie into to Glass <laughs> somehow. Yeah, Bruce Willis shows up <laughs> in a trench coat, and uh, but yeah, I, 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 I thought for a second they were going to like work in some other uh, uh, personalities, and who better than James McAvoy? No, that's really good. You know what? And McAvoy. James McAvoy is 
connected to my director oh. for this would Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. Uh, I would have had him direct this film. Oh. Did you guys do directors? I didn't, but uh, how about John Favreau? Judd Apatow. There you go. That oh, sounds good. Good. When, when in doubt, John Favreau's exactly. always, it's always good. <laughs> Apatow's good. It's just that the movie would then be three hours long. It's exactly. It was two. <laughs> Le- Les- Leslie Mann would be Irene, exactly. I guess, if it was Judd Apatow. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, guys, if you have any thoughts about me, myself, and Irene, thoughts about the movie, uh, things that we didn't touch on, or if you have thoughts on how you would recast it, let us know. Go to Facebook.com slash Editing Bay or on Facebook. Find that search bar. Type in the Editing Bay. It's going to bring up that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. You can click on that and uh, let us know what you thought. Uh, and if you have ideas for us uh, for movies to watch in the future, you go ahead and put your suggestions there. We'll add them to the list. We've also got a website, right, Joe? We sure do. It's not the Editing Bay. It's not Edit Bay. It's EditingBay.com. Uh, when you go there, what are you going to find? Well, you're going to find uh, links to uh, subscribe to our lovely little podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and uh, all your favorite podcasting apps. Uh, you also find uh, links to our social networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, as well as Joe's QT 64-ounce gulp cup that he is sticking in his <laughs> pants and about to urinate into. It looks like. Dude, I got to be so bad. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's, that's his rapid <laughs> upside. I got you. All that and more on EditingBay.com. <laughs> guys leave us a rating and a review please uh five star rating would be fantastic and then review the show let us uh let us know what you think even if you have criticism if you think there's something we could be doing better make it five star criticism all right because if you leave anything less than five stars you know what you are you're chris cooper and you've got a problem with it i don't know i don't know where i want to go with this you know well, this is my favorite you, part of the you, show now by the if way if you leave less than five stars you're me myself and irene you're just horrible. oh, oh. <laughs> All right, so but what I are like we going to do? What are we going to do next week? Uh, well, with so many celebrities passing away, uh, I just couldn't decide. <laughs> so uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go uh, take a hard left and uh, get out of the Jim Carrey territory. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, land squarely in the Jean-Claude Van Damme territory oh. with uh, a little movie that uh, is inspired by the new Christopher Nolan film that I was hoping had been out by now. Tenet. Uh, uh, but apparently uh, isn't coming to VOD anytime soon as much as people are clamoring for it. So we're going to have to wait until theaters are open again to see Tenet, the uh, time travel cop, time inversion would you, would crime you, movie or whatever. Would you say that the characters in that movie are time cops? I, I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why next week we'll be talking about uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, fighting Jean-Claude Van Damme, right? In, uh, no, no, Damme. he's fighting Ron Silver. <laughs> That's right, Jean- yeah. But Jean- I, Van Damme? I think another version of himself shows up at some point, right, if I there's, recall? There, yeah, because there's this whole thing about the movie where, like, you cannot, you can't touch or Matter take up the same physical space as past you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, wow, I'm so excited. Yes, so, oh uh, <laughs> next week, what year did that come out? I'm, it was, like, 93, 94. Sounds about right. Wow. I think about then, yeah. Maybe. I've never, I've never seen any of these John Club. <laughs> oh, dude, well, this one's based luck. on a, this one was based on a Dark Horse comic book. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's I'm got a, Mia Sara in it, who is Mia Sara uh, Fer- from Ferris Bueller's, Bueller's Day Off. Girlfriends, Bueller, Ron Silver. There you go. <laughs> who else? That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I liked this movie. I remember liking this movie a lot. Uh, what's not so to I, like? I can't wait. I can't wait to see how much I hate it now. Yeah, I was <laughs> you said that last week. But, but you know what? No, you know what though? But Joel picked the winning combination. It has Van Damme, which yep. we know I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've talked about Van Damme movies plenty in the past, and it's also got ninjas. Yes, well, it I does. mean, kind of ninjas. Yeah, it's yeah. ninjas. Yeah. So, so this might All be right. the winning combination. I'm gonna pick a ninja movie for you. I'm gonna pick a ninja movie for you next time, then, Joe. You're gonna pick fucking three ninjas. Oh, hey, hey, technically how, a ninja you, movie. How'd you know? Uh, ninja Turtles. You know? Uh, all right, guys. So. Uh, I guess that's it. Jeff, that thank you very it. much, sir. Yeah. Tess, good job. Yeah, man. Just maybe pick a better movie next time. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> You're about uh, 50-50 right now, I would say, right? It's, cool. yeah. You know what, though? It's a better it's a better record than I've got right now, Tess. So <laughs> yeah, it is. Your record sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, fuck you and your space camp. <laughs> yeah, space camp and Hulk Hogan. What was that bullshit? I'm still mad about that. <laughs> Joel, always uh, a pleasure. Pl- pleasure, so much. All right, guys, we'll catch you next week for Time Cop. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.